Okay, I uh, lied to you. <laughs> I lied to you. I said I wasn't going to have a podcast Sunday, but uh, I ended up getting back. Uh, it's right now. It's eight o'clock at night uh, on a Sunday, and I've had a wonderful weekend. And I wanted to go ahead and just record uh, a podcast. I was like, why not? Why not? Because I have to admit. I've been on a roll. The last, I think, three podcasts have been pretty bad. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I re-listened to the audio quality of the last one, and I was just like, shit, there's like parts of it where you can't even hear what I'm fucking saying because I'm on my phone, I'm in my truck. So I decided, I was like, why not record a podcast on Sunday night? Um, and uh, I guess I'll, I'll tell you about my week. I've had a pretty good weekend um, I did end up going to Bowling Green with, uh, Raul Duke and, um, it was a wonderful weekend. We stayed in a, um, really shady hotel. Uh, well, it looked nice on, well, I'll just go ahead and tell you what the hotel was called. It was in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and it was called Vet City Hotel because apparently there's something to do with Corvettes there. So it was called Vet City Hotel. And uh, it looked like when we pulled in, I was like, fuck, this is a cockroach motel. But it's actually nicer on the inside than it looks on the out. But uh, so we got in there and they've got like a big indoor pool, hot tubs. You know, they got a lot of it's dated, but they got a lot of the stuff that you would want, like indoor pool and hot tub. Uh, And the rooms were nice and there weren't no bugs. So that's always, you know. That's always a plus, not having bugs in your fucking hotel. But my one complaint about Vet City Hotel is that it, um, so we uh, we had a long day, you know, and we was like, let's go to sleep. I'm tired. And so we went and uh, we went to bed and it was like, I couldn't even sleep because there was so much ruckus going on. I don't know whether there was a party. There's people like spinning out in the parking lot. There was people fighting out in the parking lot. I mean, it was like hours upon hours of people like just yelling and making ruckus and noise and everything else. And I'm just like, what the fuck, man? I didn't realize that this was a fucking party hotel where people go to fuck and part. Well, I mean, that's partly what I was doing there is fucking, but uh, I didn't realize that I was going to have to deal with all this because I'm an old person now. It's like, it's 10 p.m. Why aren't you in bed? People out drinking. Like I literally, I bought uh, a 12 pack of Heineken. I drank one Heineken and was like, I gotta sleep. I'm going to sleep now. <laughs> So that was my weekend at Bet City Hotel. So uh, maybe on another night it would have been better. I don't know because like it was on a Saturday night, so people were up partying. And you'd even walk by rooms and you could hear people in their room fucking fighting and arguing and it's that type of hotel. But maybe on a weekday it'd be a little calmer and a little better. But we went and uh, we seen um, – Raul Duke's uh, sister, and we gave her a bunch of bread and chicken, and uh, everything went well. Everything went well. Uh, They had a long conversation in Spanish. 
that I did not comprehend. I just sat there smiling awkwardly like, hey, how are all y'all? I love you all. You're my family now. <laughs> and uh, everything went well. Maybe if I keep doing Duolingo for a hundred years, I'll pick up language, <laughs> which I've, I've done over like a month and a half of it. And I was still like forgetting, you know, which is, you know, what greeting is what and everything and mixing them up. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we ate at a, um, we went to a Mexican grocery store or well, Central American grocery store. And we had some really great food there. And I forget the name of it. I'm going to throw some shade on it because it was, a. I think the guy seen me and was like, he's got money and they fucking charged me a bunch of money. But, um, I ended up getting like, uh, a 1.2 liter glass bottle of Coca-Cola. And I thought that this was, um, I thought this was like awesome because I had not seen a, a glass bottle of Coca-Cola this big. And apparently I shared it online and apparently people were telling me, Oh, we get glass two liters and three liters in Europe. And I'm like, Oh, so it's not special. It's just special to me because we don't have them in, in the United States. <laughs> I thought I had something special, but apparently not. Um, and then we went and ate uh, something golden. We did a Chinese buffet. It had golden something in the Golden Gate, something like that in the title. Uh, went to the mall there in Bowling Green. Beautiful, beautiful town. We went, there was some park we went and walked around in. Um, God, it's such a, just, if you want like, a classic American town. Go to Bowling Green, Kentucky. They have a town square with a beautiful fountain, old movie theater, all kinds of stuff around. I mean, it was just a very, very nice place to live if you wanted to live somewhere. I mean, just, I mean, it's just like something out of a movie almost. I mean, it was, it was that nice. So uh, I definitely approve of Bowling Green, Kentucky. I was hoping that we could have went to some of their touristy stuff, but I'm assuming we're probably going to be going back in the future because that's where his sister's at. And apparently he had lived there for three months before coming to Russellville. I don't know why. Apparently she was something to do with his mom had to move for some reason. But anyway, it was a great weekend. And then today went out, went to Outback. Uh, went shopping and everything. I had a great day with my brother and dad and, um, just a fun, fun day. I know that this podcast every week, I feel like, man, I'm boring the fuck out of these people every single goddamn week. So I need to write down more stuff to talk about. So that way we don't run into this problem of boring my audience with my family life. So I guess we'll get to the first topic of discussion. This will probably be a short podcast since we did one. Uh, was it Thursday or Friday? Um, but I, you know, I flipped through YouTube a lot, and I watched a video the other day of uh, schools in Finland. Apparently, Finland has some of the best schools in like the world. Apparently, they do better than everybody, even though they spend. Apparently, they don't even spend that much time in school. So, like, if you're here in the States, you'll get at school at, like, 7 in the morning and stay till 3 or 4 in the afternoon. And, you know, um, 
you know, you don't have your lunch paid for, you, you know, you're asked to like buy notebooks and textbooks and you're asked to spend tons of money. And uh, apparently in Finland, you go to school for maybe 20 hours a week. Every Food's paid for. You don't have to worry about food. If you need a snack, you can always just go get a snack. Everything you need is there at the school. They're incredibly well-funded. And it's like illegal for parents to like give money to the school. It has to be government-funded. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I wonder why they're having better results. It's like, well, maybe it's because everything's taken care of. And then it shows their facilities. Everything's brand spanking new. And they've all got computers and toys and like... If a kid's kid can literally just go up to the teacher like, I don't feel like being in class today. Teacher will be like, okay. <laughs> teacher will just go, okay, go do whatever you want. And like the kid will just go off by themselves and do something. And it's like that, that to me, I'm just like, that is insane. And somehow all of this gets better results than what we do. And I could understand the, funding the schools, making it illegal for parents to give money to the schools and uh, having the food there and having everything uh, well-funded and and uh, maybe it's more relaxing setting. Like it, maybe if you make your schools to where it's really, really enjoyable to be there, you have sports, you have a swimming pool and things to do inside, computers, TVs, laptops, notebooks, stuff like that. Maybe kids will want to like go to, if you have food there, maybe kids will want to go to school and hang out. <laughs> maybe they'll want to go out and hang out and learn. You know, my nephew, uh, he loves school. Uh, so he actually enjoys going to school. Like he'll, of course he's autistic, but he'll get worked up if he doesn't go to school. <laughs> Maybe they're all autistic up in Finland. But I just thought that was really unusual. It seems like everything we do in this country is like really fucked up. And it's got all this, like, you know, I don't care how you do it. Just as long as it works. You know, like I hear Catholic schools have better results, right? Even though I'm not religious, I don't care for a lot of the teachings of the Catholic Church. But I hear they have good results as far as, you know, getting kids prepared for college. And, um, you know, in this country, we just, something's not working right. And, you know, like when I was in school, this is how fucked up things are. So to take, for example, um, the school I went to, I didn't know this. Apparently I'm not in the city limits of the town that I live in. So I went to, and I'm only, maybe like three or four miles from my the school that I went to, the grade school that I went to. But I'm not in the city limits because the, the city limits are really weird, right? So they're like all jiggity-jaggity and ever, everywhere. So now if I was wanting to go to the same school that like if I had a, if I had a child and they were wanting to go to the same school as me, um, Apparently, I think it's like I'd have to, I'd have to pay twelve hundred dollars to have my child go to the same school, even though the school, 
it is so close I could walk to it. That's how close it is to my house. But because of the city um, limits, I'm considered in the county. That's how fucked up things are here in America. Have to pay $1,200. And it gets even more fucked up than that. I would have to not have to pay that $1,200. I would have to go out. It would be like over a 30-minute drive to the county school. Even though I'm closer to the city school. It's just so stupid. And then on top of that, every like semester parents are asked for like hundreds of dollars from their teachers. And I'm like, well, why, you know, obviously why do you think our schools are failing? Cause we're, we're, it's, it's a weird combination. It's like we're funding our schools, but none of that funding is actually going to anything. <laughs> oh, another thing about Finland, I think all their teachers have to have like master's degrees. And, um, I was listening to um, the Honestly podcast the other day with Barry Weiss, and apparently we're teaching our children to read weird now. I know this is all over the place, but so apparently we're not telling kids to like sound stuff out anymore. We're just like, and apparently like 50% of, I think up to fourth graders can't read now because we're teaching them wrong, like we're teaching them how to read wrong, because we send, it's like we're miseducating everybody, because we'll get these stupid ideas that'll work themselves into the universities, and then it's just like this bottom or top-down approach, and now we're not telling kids to sound out words or do anything like that, and it's fucking up everything, and... um so now we've got a bunch of kids that cannot fucking read because of how shitty our fucking education system is. It's really fucked up. All right. Sorry. I had to pause it for a second. So not only is that shit going on where we have like universities generating like really dumb teachers and like bad teachers. Cause we're teaching teachers how to teach wrong. <laughs> so, according to Barry Weiss and her podcast. Um, and now, um, you know, and then on top of that, it's like we're sending funding to schools, but there's like a lot of this grift where there's like a huge amount of administrational staff. And then like, as far as like teaching staff, they'll be paying a teacher like 30 something thousand a year. And they'll require them to have a master's degree. And then they'll, you know, they'll hire them by contract. So they don't even know if they're going to have a job the next year. Because a lot of people like to talk about tenure. But the tenure is only for people that have been around a while. And have actually proven themselves. And, you know, it's just a really fucked up thing. Uh I have a um, friend who used to be a teacher and he jumped around from school to school to school because they were so picky with who they wanted in their schools. And he believes he was fired because they found out that he uh, wasn't a Christian. But um, there's much, to, there's many questions about why they didn't want to keep it. And I guarantee you it was because of that, because parents were like, nah, we want a God fearing fucking red-blooded American in that seat. We don't want, we don't want no fucking commie 
teaching our children. It's like, you know, I guarantee you he never involved his communism in his classroom. <laughs> he wasn't a communist. I'm just joking. Uh, just, a, just a non-believer. That's all. And um, they uh, kicked him to the curb. But that's how it is in America. I mean, we, we, we've really got to... I mean, I really think we need to look at the way Finland does things and go, yeah. Because, you know, every time you have a discussion about schools, it's always like, we need to do charter schools. And then you look into charter schools and it's like, well, those don't work. Like, like there's studies about it. Those don't work either. It's just a way to siphon money away from our public schools. And then here in Alabama, we're actually now paying we're actually now sending our tax dollars to pay for people to go to private schools, private Christian schools. And I, I just don't agree with that at all. Um, set aside the separation of church and state issues, just the, you know, just the public money going to private business. It's just another way to send money somewhere other than where it needs to go. We need to be, we need to go like Finland. We need to have, instead of building these shitty schools, we need to build like really welcoming fun schools. And we need to like have it be like kind of a relaxing atmosphere where you can just be yourself and you don't have like teachers screaming at you. Cause that, that's my experience is teachers screaming at me all the time and, you know, and it's just like, you know, have the ability to where, hey, can I just leave the classroom? Yeah, sure. Why not? Fuck. Just leave. Do what you want. Go in that room. Play over there. You know, just have one of those atmospheres where you're just not, you know, because to me, I, I think still to this day, I have a lot of anxiety and fucked up shit just from going to school in America where, you know, everything's like, you know, it's like just an old lady yelling at me all day. <laughs> you know, the, that's the way I feel about it anyway. But, um, yeah, so look it up. Finland schools, they have the best results out of anybody. And um, we have the shittiest results, even though we probably spend the most money. All right, so I had to pause it again. <laughs> I keep getting texts from people all over the sun. And I don't know, I, I've been staying so super goddamn busy lately that it's insane and now like i've been wanting to write other podcasts but it's like my i just i'm constantly busy so i just never get around to it and it pisses me off because i'm like is another year gonna pass by i've got a, a couple of ideas for different podcasts and it's like, I wanted to do like a nice scripted podcast, sound effects, everything, the whole shebang. And, but I never get the time to like actually sit down and write it. <laughs> so maybe one day this year, I don't want to go another year without having written this stupid fucking podcast that I'm thinking about. Um, but this podcast will remain being uh, recorded and uh, we will, uh, we're going to keep it going. As long as people are listening, we're going to keep it going. So uh, you got that going for you. All my, my three solid listeners. <laughs> so I've been listening to um, a lot of audio books lately. And, uh, you know, I'm always, uh, I have a job where I'm always in my vehicle. 
So I'm always having to find something to listen to. And you can hear my phone fucking still blowing up. Let's see who's texting me. Okay. All right, let me, I'm sorry for the, um, let me pause it for a second. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, I apologize. Y'all, I know everyone's sitting at home like, man, this guy's really losing it. <laughs> so I listened to American Psycho this week by, uh, what was it, Brett Ellis something. Um, and I've always, you know, I, I, I watched the movie. The movie came out back, I don't know, probably when I was in high school. I don't remember. And I always loved the movie. And I finally decided, I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to the novel. And the novel is so good. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's basically this character, Patrick Bateman. And he's obsessed with, um, I don't know, like he goes through the world and he'll just describe like, all the clothing and designer stuff people are wearing, like, oh, they're wearing Giorgio Armani, or they're wearing this, or they're wearing that, and, you know, uh, Ralph Lauren, whatever, you know, you know, or ha they got a Tiffany bracelet on, you know, and he's, like, obsessed with, like, luxury goods, and he's always describing stuff that people are wearing and what he's wearing, and he's obsessed with his looks, and he's obsessed with, uh, he's obsessed with Donald Trump, <laughs> He's a very obsessed with Donald Trump and he's very obsessed with Huey Lewis in the news. And he's always like going on rants, reviewing like Huey Lewis in the news albums. And, um, while, uh, and one thing I'm still, I need to look this up. One thing I'm still kind of, uh, spoiler alert. Uh, one thing I'm still kind of like, like, it sounds like he didn't even do any of these murders. He's always describing murdering people. But towards the end, I'm like, did he do any of this stuff? <laughs> like, or was it just in his imagination? Because he would tell people, like, hey, I killed this person. And they'll be like, well, oh, that person was in London. You know, and I don't know. I don't know what the meaning of the ending was, but... If you're looking for a good audiobook, American Psycho, when it first starts out, you're going to go, I don't know. I don't know. Because when it first started out, I was like, I don't know if I can handle this. This is just him describing luxury goods, you know. But then it really gets into it. And when he interacts with others and all his like bimbo girlfriends, and um, it's pretty funny. Uh, a lot of people would say, oh, book was better than the movie. I don't know. Th th this one was probably just as good as the movie because the movie was really well done. So, um, I enjoyed both. I enjoyed the book. I enjoyed the movie. Um, you'll probably get a little more out of the book as far as understanding it. Uh, I also, this week, um, uh, listened to, uh, a Charles Bukowski book called Post Office. Now, a lot of y'all probably don't know this, but I used to work at the post office. Okay, a long time ago. And uh, this book like perfectly sums up like how shitty it is to work there. Like, you know, he'll come in and is, you know, the, the fucking, you know, the, the supervisor who doesn't do anything all day just sits around like, like, hey, you need to do this. You know, and they're always like writing him up for being late or doing, you know, 
every excuse they can get to ride him up, they'll ride him up. And um, it just perfectly sums up what it's like to work at a post office because I've been there, I've done that. And, uh, you know, they'll send him on a different route every day and he won't even know how to run the route. And then they'll get mad at him for being late. It's like, well, I'm late because I've never done this route. (laughs) And it's like, well, we're going to have to write you up. And I forgot the name he used uh, in the book, but uh, it's perfect. If you want to know what it's like to work at a post office, um, read this book by Bukowski. And, you know, he's always like describing, um, uh, he's a man who loves women. And a lot of times the way he describes women, I'm like, is this like fantasy or was this like an actual relationship he was in? Because he strikes me is such like a loser that I'm like, did he actually have these relationships? Because when the, the thing about Charles Bukowski is I'm like, okay, this guy seems kind of fucked up and he's charming in his laziness, in his sloth likeness, in his, um, uh, just that he has no drive whatsoever in life. He's just one of those people. And it's, it's all, you know, it's kind of charming in a way, even though it's not someone you would want to like deal with in your personal life because he's just so lazy and, and, you know, he'll be in these relationships with women and he's always like, I don't know the way he describes the women. He's always like, he always describes himself as much smarter than them. And he describes them kind of like, I know this would get a lot of criticism, you know, he, he uh, nowadays it'd get a lot of criticism. He, most of I don't know whether he's going out and picking women who are dumb or whether he just describes women as dumb and himself as smarter than the women. <laughs> but that's the way it came off to me because like every woman he describes is like, you know, he describes their breasts and everything and their physical features and how much he likes it. And then he'll describe how dumb they are and how he's tell he's mansplaining everything to them. You know? And I'm like, did these women exist? Like, is there really a woman that would put up with Bukowski? <laughs> Cause you know, I, I look at pictures of them. I'm like, that's a hard face to fuck right there. <laughs> very, very unattractive man. And he has no drive. He's kind of a loser. So why would anyone, why would anyone be with him, right? So I don't know, you know, like who? I just, I, I don't, just personally myself. Like I have a job, right? I take a bath every day. I go to work. I do everything you're supposed to do, and it's been very hard for me to keep a partner in my life. Um. So I'm like, I look at him and I go, how would, really, like, how would he keep a woman? (laughs) That's just my opinion. I'm throwing some shade at Bukowski. But anyway, it's a pretty good book. You know, he he starts as a carrier and uh, it's such a shitty job, you know, because, and this is stuff that actually did happen to me when I did work at the post office. Carriers will call in because they've got so many sick days and so many, um, annual leave days that they'll call in when it rains or, you know, just anytime they don't want to be in shitty weather, they'll call in. And of course the, the sub has to go 
do that during the day. So, uh, and then he quits being a, um, a carrier and then goes to being a clerk. Cause somebody told him that being a clerk was easy. Well, he went to being a clerk and then he found out, guess what? Being a clerk ain't easy. <laughs> Nothing's easy at the postal service. Nothing is easy there. So, um, the only time you're going to get an easy job is if you're a supervisor and I'm glad that I don't work there anymore. And I'm glad that uh, I don't have to put up with that bullshit. Um, a lot of people, I guess we're going to talk about Madonna's face. People are talking about Madonna's face. So, uh, she looks like a cat woman now. So she's had so many surgeries and I've all, I, I'm a big fan of Madonna's actually, you know, I love her music. Uh, she's had a lot of great music over the years. Uh, I like the fact that ever like five years, she just goes out and gets a, a new young Latino to fuck. I admire that. I mean, you know, I'm going to take after the Madonna model of look, you know, everybody's getting on to Leonardo DiCaprio because he's just got a 19-year-old girlfriend. I'm like, well, McDon- Madonna's been doing that for years and years and years. Well, maybe not 19, but, you know, she's been always, like, going and getting a new man every couple of years. Usually, like, you know, she's got a type. She likes young, hung Latino men. And um, that's just what she's done for years and years and years now. And uh, I don't blame her for doing it. And, uh, you know, people get on to Leonardo DiCaprio, too, for you know, every year getting a new girl that's under 23, you know, I'm like, if you can do that, why not do it? You know, I, it's not how I would do my life, you know, cause I'll, I would want to have a more stable life than that of just dropping someone ever a couple of years. But, but look, if, if you just decide at a certain point in your life, you just want sex, you don't want a long-term relationship. Why not? You know, people been getting on to him about that. And I just, I just don't understand why we're at a place in America when two adults can't enter a relationship because everybody wants to interject and go, you shouldn't be, he shouldn't be dating 23 year olds. He shouldn't be doing this. Me, me, me. It's a power dynamics. He's got more power over here because he's got money and fame. And this is like, I don't know about that. I mean, all it would take, all it would take would be one woman saying she was uncomfortable or something like that. And his career would be over. I mean, it's it's just true. And uh, I don't know if he's got more the power dynamic in his favor or not, but um, I just, I just think that um, people should be able to enter relationships, consensual relationships with one another. It's just like army hammer. A lot of stuff we heard about him ended up not being true, ended up being BDSM, whatever. Um, how did I get on all this from Madonna's face? <laughs> well, anyway, she's had too many surgeries. If you had not seen a picture of Madonna's face lately, she looks like a cat woman. It's like that skin is pulled tight, and she just doesn't even look like herself at all. I mean, I, I'm like, what the fuck happened to you? And this is one that, look, as far as aging, I think there's only so many surgeries your face can have before it starts looking weird and artificial. And she's definitely there now. She Her face looks artificial. And, uh, you know, when I age, am I going to have some work done? Yeah, probably. 
Because I don't want to, people, look, when you get old, people start ignoring you, right? As soon as you get white hair, people start, you know, not paying attention to you, not looking at you, not paying, you know. And I'm not saying I'm going to have like a bunch of plastic surgery, but will I, if my hair goes white, will I dye my hair? Yeah, probably. If, if there's, you know, like right now I got a bump on my face, I'd like to have that bump removed, like stuff like that, you know, small stuff. I I don't think I'm ever going to have like a facelift or anything, but if someone told me I could have a small procedure to have something look better, yeah, I'd do it. Yeah, I'd do it because I got, I got, you know, bumps and scars and all kinds of stuff on my body and I'd do it. I'd try to make myself look better. Why the fuck not, Right. Okay, so I'm sorry I've been pausing uh, over and over and over. Uh, I know we just discussed Madonna's face, but I've been having all these conversations with people on the phone. And um, so there is something funny that I eventually wanted to get to. And I uh, used to, I, you know, I, I tried to be funnier on these podcasts, but lately I just feel like I've been churning them out, like, you know, just trying to get them done. And but there is something funny I want to tell you. Uh, I was on uh, a certain website, and there's a group uh, on there where people like to talk about their feelings and whether they were in the wrong uh, on a certain subject. And someone posted something that, I mean, it this had me in motherfucking tears. Uh, hold on, I just got a text again. Okay, so back to what I was talking about. There's a group where people get on and they they post about whether they're uh, in the wrong for stuff uh, on a certain website. I don't want to get into it. Well, anyway, someone posted because uh, they wanted to find out whether they're uh, in the wrong or not. So this person got on there and they posted that their friend's birth. Their friend was going to have a birth. They live in an apartment. There's three men living in an apartment together. And one of them's birthday uh, was happening. And the guy wanted to get a pizza, smoke weed, and just watch movies. That's what he wanted to do on his birthday. And he wanted his friends to enjoy it with him. Well, this other friend uh, went upstairs before they were about to have their um, uh, sit down and watch the movie. And... Apparently, upon trying to walk down the stairs, uh, this person has a panic attack because they had a panic attack over whether, basically, and I was in tears over this. It was so stupid. They had a panic attack because they suddenly realized that they didn't know what their gender was. And so this person spent the whole night crying about how they couldn't figure out what their gender is. And I mean, I I wish I could find this post so I could read it verbatim to you. But I mean, I was crying over this. So basically his two friends had to console him over him crying because he couldn't figure out what his gender is. And basically it ruined the night of the guy that was having the birthday. So a couple of days later, you know, this person that couldn't figure out their gender thought that everything was fine. But apparently the other friend was mad at them for ruining and taking over their birthday. I mean, obviously, why wouldn't they be mad? 
Um, and the person even said on their post, they were like, I don't know what the problem was. I don't know what the problem was. Uh, I think it's a bigger deal about my anxiety attack and what I'm going through right now. I think it's a bigger deal than their birthday. And I just had to tell this person, I got on there and posted like, you're an attention seeking asshole. You're a narcissist. And you don't give a fuck about your friends and you don't deserve those friends because they spent someone's birthday calming you down when you're seeking out attention. And, um, you know, of course, people got mad at me about that. But look, um, there are people that struggle with their gender for all kinds of reasons, whether they're physical or mental or or what. You know, I'm not one of those people I don't necessarily um it's never been a problem for me but i just want to tell you right now um the the way this person posted this it just you can tell that it's not someone who's actually struggling with gender issues it's just someone being an asshole (laughs) just someone being a fucking asshole and um and i just i feel sorry for anyone who is friends with this uh cocksucker because uh, I'm sorry, you can't just say, I don't know what gender I am. You know. You know what gender you are, right? Like, you know where you're at least leaning toward. You know, it, it's your decision to make. You know, there's there's biological sex, then there's gender. And if you're, if you're wanting to experiment with that, like, why are you making it a big deal? Why is it a big deal? I mean, seriously, why is it a big deal? If you really don't know what your gender is, why don't, why don't you change it up? Go a week as a male. Go a week as a female. Go a week as fluid. You know, do whatever you need to do to figure it out. But I just I don't understand it. Uh, you know, because I know a lot of transgender people, and they know what they want to be. They don't. They don't struggle with it. <laughs> you know, they're like. I was born male and I wanted to be female or I was born female and wanted to be male. They don't fucking struggle with it. They know where they want to go. And if you don't know where you want to go, most likely you're just being an asshole and you're, you, you don't, you know, it's like you're just, you know, like true transgender people know what gender they want to lean towards. Right. You know, this person's just like overcomplicating their life and, causing misery in their life and other people's lives. And uh, I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. Yes, this person was an asshole for ruining their friend's birthday party because I just don't believe it. And maybe it was a shit post. Maybe it was just someone trolling because I don't understand how you all of a sudden have an anxiety attack over not knowing what gender you are or want to be. You know, obviously, I mean, this is just me. Like, I can understand, like, you were born a certain sex and you think you lean more towards another sex. But the way this person made it out, they made it out like they just didn't know either way. And I'm like, how do you not know either way? Like maybe you're just being an asshole. (laughs) Okay. I'll go on for that. Uh, There's a new Depeche Mode album. And uh, uh, Burt's Chili's about to come over, so I need to wrap this up here in a minute. Hold on, somebody's texting me right now. Let's uh, 
let's see, uh, my brother's, uh, um, oh, okay, his nephew's walking. Okay. Oh, um, hold on, let's see what Raul Duke's saying. My love. My love, Raul Duke. Let me tell him, rest up, baby. Rest up, baby. I love you. All right. So, there's a new Depeche Mode album. And uh, it's something ghost, something. Well, anyway, I, I love anything Depeche Mode. And I don't know what the hell their deal is. Like, this new song, I listen to the new song. I'm so, so on the new song. Maybe there's something good on the album. And then the last album I didn't really care much for. But um, but they're still great because they've got so many fucking hits over like how uh, two centuries that they've been <laughs> doing. And uh, for some reason when they go on tour, they'll tour Europe a lot. And then they'll come over to the States and they'll only go to like huge cities. And they'll, you know... Depeche Mode, come on, Dave Gahan, all y'all people in Depeche Mode, don't forget us in these, you know, it just, it kind of annoys me, because it's like, you know, there's people in the Midwest, there's people in the South, and we're huge Depeche Mode fans too, and we want you, because when Depeche Mode tours, they're like, well, okay, we're going to go to New York, we're going to go to L.A., we're going to go to Chicago and then fuck everybody else. Well, maybe we'll go to Seattle. We'll, we'll go slumming in Seattle, but nowhere the fuck else. And I'm like, like you can't fill an arena in Atlanta, like you can't fill an arena in Birmingham or Houston or anywhere, you know, it's just like, come on, we want you here. I mean, that would be, I would really, I don't like many arena concerts, you know, like right now, Rob Zombie and Ministry and all these people are on tour and they're going to come to Nashville and I'd like to see them, but I just don't like arena concerts. But one person that I would not give a fuck if they were in arena or not is Depeche Mode. I would love to fucking see them live. So uh, I just wish they would come closer. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, And in closing... Uh, did anyone see Sam Smith? Apparently there's a huge controversy over uh, Sam Smith. Apparently he's uh, fat and people don't like the fact that he's fat. Um, and he wore a balloon costume this week. I don't know why he wore this inflated costume. And he looked like he hated wearing it. That's the one thing that drove me crazy. They showed a clip of him like, you know, squishing around in his balloon costume at some British award show. And you could tell that he like hated the fact that he was in this balloon and he looked ridiculous and everybody was mad at him the other day about dressing up as the devil. And I'm like, what, what's the problem here? What's the problem? Why is it a big deal? (laughs) Like this isn't even a big deal. It's like just a goofy thing he did for attention. Um, but he's been catching headlines a lot lately and I, I don't blame him. I mean, you know, you got to do something. There's so much shit out there nowadays that you got to do something wild to get people's attention. You know, like I think little Nas X literally had to suck Satan's dick on screen to get any attention. So you got to do something. And Sam Smith is uh, doing just all kinds of weird shit. And um, people apparently like it. So who knows? <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have, I'm, I'm just going to close out on that. 
check out the uh, Sam Smith squishy suit thing. Uh, he looks ridiculous in it. Um, and uh, hit me up on the social media. Hit me up on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter. You know, on Twitter we're Biscuit Butt Pod. On Facebook we're Biscuits Buttered, Podvine, all those websites. You know, Biscuits Buttered at Proton.me. Uh, just hit us up on all that if you want to. Um, what do you think of Sam Smith's? Tell me what you think about Sam Smith's stupid costumes that he wears. I'd love to hear it. Uh, sorry this is a short podcast. Uh, I just wanted to churn one out real quick. Uh, that way I can say I've done my due diligence. Um, don't really have anything positive to close out um, the uh, podcast with. Um, I guess it's just, you know, try to go out there and go out there and meet people and and try to keep contact with your family and friends and your loved ones. And just because you're very different from someone doesn't mean you can't have a positive relationship with someone. You know, me and Raul Duke are two way, way different people, but we love each other. Me and Raul Duke love each other. So uh, even though he's like a Catholic, very devout religious Catholic, and I am a sour atheist, suicidal atheist, uh, we somehow come together and we love each other. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. So just know... It might take, you might have a longer path, right? You might have a longer, if you're out there and you're lonely, you might have a longer path to get to love, right? You might, it might, you might be 40 before you find your one, but I found my one. So uh, all those years of loneliness paid, paid out. You know, I've had a lot of relationships and I've never had one quite like this. Um, Every relationship I've ever had has been kind of like just sex and going our separate ways. And this one, it's like, you know, we're holding hands in the car. We're going out and taking walks together. We're, you know, doing all this like very lubby-dubby stuff. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I've never had this. This is weird. I've never had anything like this. So it took a long time, but I finally found, I think I found the one. We just got to learn. He's got to learn English and I got to learn Spanish. <laughs> Because we're still, there's still a lot of communication barriers, but I can tell the love is there. That's all that I need to know. You know, I can tell the love is there. You know, we'll be riding down the road and he'll be like, you know, putting his hand on my junk and <laughs> uh, it's just a wonderful time. Springs in the air. Victoria has found love. And I don't even know if I ever even announced this podcast the first, but this is Biscuits Buttered with Victoria Vandenberg. I would like to thank you for listening this week, and I promise next week I will plan something. Uh, I will plan a better, you know, usually we do like a funny ad at the first and then a funny ad at the end. I'm going to bring that back Um Next week, I've got a three-day weekend. Uh, Monday, i got to take uh, my father uh, to his doctor, which is uh, all the way down in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. And then um, Sunday, I think we got to take him out for his birthday. So it's going to be a busy weekend again, but don't worry. I'm going to set aside time. We're going to do this right. All right. Uh, I hope you all have a good week. I hope you tell your friends about the podcast, and I 
Wish you all good luck, and I hope you find your own Raul Duke.